Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Tuesday to you, Golden Eagle fans listening on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We'll actually be on the road at Southern Bancor tomorrow in Hattiesburg. Scott Berry going to join us. Of course, uh, every Wednesday, Patrick McGee joins us on the phone. But we'll be out in Hattiesburg. Come see us tomorrow and appreciate our uh, studio sponsor, Southern Bancorp, being there, bringing, helping uh, us to bring you Southern Miss news and sports every single day. Kelly, it's Tuesday. It's one of those uh, Mayish days, starting to get a little humid. Still in the the high 80s, but I'm sure it's pretty in Hattiesburg like it is here in Laurel. It is, and getting uh, ready in anticipation with uh, Eagle fans have been used to these Tuesday night midweek games, but with Hottie Toddy coming to town, that'll be tomorrow night. And part of the reason we'll be in Midtown is to get everybody, get the tailgate party started early, getting ready for a sold-out Pete Taylor Park tomorrow night as the Eagles get ready to take on the Rebs. Should be great. And talk about that. Recap a little more about the weekend. I'm um, in some discussion and uh, talk about basketball just a little, a little later. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us as he does every Tuesday. And uh, Heath, let's just start it off, man. A lot of stuff going uh, with Big Gold Nation. How can people be a part of, of uh, that great site? Sure. Just go to southernmiss.rivals.com and uh, click join and sign up. You can sign up for. A year at eight ninety nine a month or ten ninety nine a month. I think a year is a better because uh, you get a little deal there. But join us. We have a lot of fun. We talk uh, baseball, Southern Miss basketball, recruiting, whole nine yards. Uh, getting ready to start the summer up. Big recruiting camps coming up. Of course, Southern Miss is going to be hosting camps with a lot of guys coming in. You'll get to know about that. So uh, just a lot of fun. Come join us. Have a lot of fun banner on there. Big Gold Nation, uh, Heath Hinton is the proprietor of that website and uh, here to talk to us about Southern Miss stuff. All right, so um, Eagles are uh, lost, uh, what, four out of the last seven? But coming into a midweek, mid- big midweek tomorrow night against Ole Miss, Golden Eagles 11-1, and Heath. That's what really jumps off. Uh, let's talk a little about Ole Miss. Let's recap uh, some of some of the old Dominion series. What is the most important thing? And I heard this ask on another show yesterday, and I think it's uh, I'll ask lead off with this. Does this game tomorrow night mean more for Southern Miss or for Ole Miss? Eagles trying to to uh, win their last midweek, get momentum, uh, solidify RPI. Ole Miss needing this win to possibly have a chance to get in the NCAA tournament. Who needs this game more? I'm going to say Ole Miss, and the reason I say it is Southern Miss is probably, uh, you know, they could probably even lose uh, two out of three the next two weekends. They're going to make the tournament. Ole Miss is fighting for their life just to even get in a regional right now. So I would probably say this game is way more important for Ole Miss because they're fighting for an at-large. I come off of a sweep this past weekend at Missouri. So a little momentum, and they need some more momentum 
to get that RPI up because uh, right now they're on the outside looking in. And they've got to just even try to get in at this point, guys. Kelly, who needs it more, Ole Miss or Southern Miss? And I was, I'm glad you asked me, Luke, because I'm going <laughs> to – and Heath and I tend – this happens a lot. I'm going to uh, respectfully disagree with my colleague and say that, uh, that it's more important for the Eagles – it's obviously important to the Rebels. But it's, let's just say it's just as important for the Eagles because right now you, you sense – you just sense that the Eagles might be doubting themselves just a little bit. You know, is reissuing not being in the lineup gonna, going to continue to be a factor? You heard Scott Barry on this very program yesterday talk about how the chemistry now seems to be off just a little bit. Regardless of the season that Ole Miss is having, it would be a quality win for Southern Miss, and it would get their, their swagger back, their confidence back a little bit as they head down the home stretch. Now, when you look at the Massey ratings, this week has Southern Miss ranked at 22nd. But of all the remaining games that Southern Miss has, the Massey ratings have Southern Miss favored to win all of them. So they're predicting a sweep against UTSA and a sweep against Middle Tennessee. So that's, that's some pretty tough press to live up to. But I think from a confidence standpoint, this game is big tomorrow night for the Eagles. Heath, Ole Miss 56 in the RPI, UTSA 54 in the RPI, Middle Tennessee 51. All those are teams that the Eagles will play. Over the next 10 days, Eagles right now at 16. What's going to happen in the regular season for Southern Miss to feel, I'm talking 85, 90, maybe even 95% chance that they're going to be one of the 16 hosts uh, come Selection Sunday? I think if they win the regular season conference, they take two or three this weekend. Um, I think if you go ahead and put that out of reach and win the conference outright and make a good run in the conference tournament you'll host, I think if you win the conference you'll host, no matter what happens in the tournament. I think if you win the conference and win the tournament, that might bump you back up a little higher. Depends on what other teams do. But I think, you know, to to be a 90% sure comfortable host, you need to win the conference regular season and you need to make a good run in the tournament because you guys know as well as I do, when it comes to air uh, side of caution, Southern Miss, there's not much there because – you know, that's just the way it is when it comes to these regional host sites. But I will say this for both of you, and Luke, you, you talked about this a little bit yesterday. Conference USA is getting a lot more love this year, and deservedly so, in baseball. It is a, it is a quality baseball league, particularly this year. <laughs> and so quality wins in that league, I think, are going to weigh more for in favor of Southern Miss. Would you not agree, Luke? Yeah, I mean, you look at what Warren Nolan has as far as, you know, RPI. Southern, or Conference USA, top five right now simply because of all the teams, you know, in the top 50 and I think seven or eight in the top 100. But yeah, it's still, when you're on, you, you're in the 16 RPI right now, which is you're, you're a bubble host. You've got to do something to drive up that RPI. Um, like for instance, Arkansas is 20 right now, but Arkansas has 16. SEC wins, got a chance to get to 20 SEC wins. They would jump RPI, you know, if, if the host uh, were, were to have it. And what you're seeing right now, too, and, and Heath, you can talk about this a little more. We always talk about, you know, the RPI echo chamber. Southern Miss has been in front of a lot of these teams uh, that have dropped numerous series, uh, but because of the teams that they're playing, unlike Southern Miss, which is playing good RPI opponents. I mean, they're in the top 50. 
But some of these, you know, Power Five conferences, they're playing people every week in the top 25, and you just can't jump teams in the RPI no matter what happens, win or lose, for those other teams. That's right. You can't. And it's look, right now, you just win. Uh, what did Al Davis say? Just win, baby. Right now, it's just win, and everything takes care of itself. What you don't want to do is you don't want to put it in the hands of another team and, and what they do. Southern Miss found themselves in that situation this weekend thinking that, you know, UTSA might gain a game on them, and they didn't because UTSA lost. Uh, and so it's just – it's you're right, Luke. It, it, when you're playing these games down the stretch, yeah, they're high 50 RPIs, but you're looking at the teams below them and the teams they're playing, they're higher RPIs than what Southern Miss is playing. But one of the other things so, – uh, one of the other things, you guys, the Eagles, the Eagles have going for them, uh, is the fact that, with all due respect, State and Ole Miss are not having banner years. So as far as hosting a region goes, I think that bids well. That bodes well for Southern Miss. I, I do as well. I do as well. Um, I don't think you want Ole Miss going in the SEC tournament and winning it or Mississippi State one of the two. I think that would give them a host site probably just because it's the SEC tournament. State but, I don't think yeah, it's anyway I don't, State I goes. Think, well, now, Luke, I'm sorry. I don't think there's any way Mississippi State hosts. Mississippi State has got to win the SEC tournament just to get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I was, it's, it's just so – when you get, you're right. When you get in this echo chamber right now and you're looking at the teams ahead of you playing teams, and when you're looking at your playing teams, yes, you're in top 50 RPI, but you're right outside with uh, UTSA at 54 and Middle Tennessee at 51. So it, 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 some of these teams are going to be playing teams that are in the top 30 RPI. It's going to count a little more. It's you just just win, take care of business, and you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you've and that's you've what got Southern to, Miss needs to have the mindset on. That's what you've got to do. You've got to give them a a no reason at all to keep you out. Now, what has helped the that's Eagles? Right. What has helped the Eagles are all these midweek wins. So if Southern Miss were to go. Uh, Kelly, we're about to, to finish the segment, but if Southern Miss were to go twelve and one in midweeks, I mean that that is very difficult to do with the the non conference schedule, the midweek schedule we've seen, Kelly, this this year. And and that has been quite honestly a problem for the Eagles in years past. Is they've done well in the weekend series, but they stubbed their toes consistently in the midweek games which really hurt them as far as their RPI and and so on goes. It's going to be a fascinating final two weeks of the season. But as Heath so aptly put, if the Eagles just tend to their own business, it shouldn't matter what else goes on. We're going to continue to talk with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, maybe some recruiting news, basketball, there's some news forthcoming. We'll have that and more as the Eagle Hour continues after these commercial messages. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Eagle Hour continues on a Tuesday. The second segment brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, right across the street from the University of Southern Mississippi. Unbelievable. Anything you can think of. They've got 
Southern Miss logo. It's all there. So uh, as we're talking baseball and postseason creeps in, go ahead or and uh, get some Southern Miss swag. You may be coming in to uh, Hattiesburg uh, for the, the Ole Miss game tomorrow for the UTSA series this weekend. Stop by and see our good friends at Campus Bookmark. You can shop 24-7 at campusbookmark.com. Nick. Hey Luke, can I just can I put in just a quick two cents on Campus Bookmart? Um, yes, graduation is coming up. If not this weekend, I think it may be next weekend. Graduation at Southern Miss Campus Bookmart has these really nice, um, uh, like for lack of a better term, shadow boxes that you can put your diplomas in. So it would be a really neat graduation gift to have that. You know, have your diploma preserved really, really well in one of those uh, diploma holders, and they've got those there at Campus Bookmart now. Good stuff. Campus Bookmark, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly, Luke, and Michael from the Southern Bank Horse Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We continue with Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. All right, little round table. Heath, you can lead it all for us. I want to know from both of you guys, and then I'll give mine. Give me two or three positive, biggest positives, two or three biggest negatives. Uh, kind of a combination coming out of the weekend, going into Ole Miss for the rest of the season for Southern Miss baseball. Okay. Well, first, I want to say for Campus Bookmark, because y'all got two, I want to thank them for carrying uh, big people's clothes made by Omar the Tent Maker. I want to thank them for that. Uh, so I do want to get that out there. Uh, no, seriously. Um, two biggest, I would say the my highs coming out of the weekend was the pitching staff holding that ODU offense to four runs a game. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I also thought Charlie Fisher, I think a big thing that I've seen was Charlie Fisher's bat starting to come around. And that's going to be huge for Southern Miss down the stretch. So I would say those are my two uh, really big things coming out of the weekend. Um, Let's stop on the positives. Let's go to the positives, and, and then we'll come back with the negatives. Kelly, positives for you. The positive is the way that they came back and won the game in 10 innings on Sunday. Because that was a gut check. That, that could have been morally disastrous for the Eagles to get swept against Old Dominion. Then that leaves yourself questioning, where are you? You know, as you head into the home stretch, leading into this game with Ole Miss and then the, the Roadrunners coming in here this weekend. Who Look, if the Roadrunners sweep the Eagles this weekend, UTSA's in first place. So that, that was the big thing for me coming out of the weekend was the, was the way they won it in 10 innings on Sunday. Second one, you got you got one more. No, I'm just... all right. There you go. That's all we need. All right, one for me is uh, not related to uh, to what's on the field. The scoreboard looks absolutely amazing. Um, it took me a, a few minutes trying to figure out where stuff was on it. Once I got the pitch count, yeah, but love that and love the TrackMan technology. Um, still trying to figure out maybe a little on the uh, on the pitch speed, but I thought the, the scoreboard was absolutely fantastic. The other positive, I think, and, and I hope he has a great outing tomorrow, is the uh, is, is Matt Adams uh, with him coming coming uh, into form. It looks like nine strikeouts against South Al last week. See what he does against Ole Miss, but it gives the Eagles another pitcher. We hadn't seen Ben Etheridge in two weeks, but another pitcher that can pitch deep into games. So those are my two positives. All right, negative Nancy's Heath, what you got? I hate to say it, but um, runners in scoring position, hitting situational hitting and hitting with runners in scoring position, their first two games, they were, what, two for 17. And it just wasn't good. Did a little better in the third game. But 
how many times does Southern Miss have chances? Uh, bases loaded, only get one run out of it, hitting a double play, and that allows you to get a run. Um, just situations like that, runners at second and third, or runners at first and second, one out, hitting the double plays. Um, just not being able to get the timely hit when you need it. And, uh, you know, that, and then I guess, uh, I, I, I don't really have much more negatives on that because I think the hitting, I think everything else is pretty good. If they would have, they would have hit with runs in scoring position, they might would have swept the weekend, guys, yep. to be yeah. honest with you. Well, you remember, so I think that's my biggest, uh, disappointment. When we were at Ramey's on Friday, I think I shared with with uh, with you, Luke, that that the Friday night game was the one that worried me, and and because they ran into the buzzsaw, you know that that ODU the pitcher had not given up a run in the entire month of April, and that turned out to be the case. What was the biggest disappointment for me is when you rack up what forty four strikeouts in the yeah. first two days and you don't win either one. Like I said, if you're Tanner Hall, you go home to your mom and dad. Well, how did you pitch tonight, son? I struck out 15. Oh, you guys must have won easily. No, we lost. So I guess that kind of piggybacks with what Heath was saying. But when your pitchers are out there pitching their guts out and you're not getting them enough run support, that that can be problematic. And again, Old Dominion's guys, I mean, I know they've produced some great pitchers along down the line, including Justin Verlander, you know, who went to Old Dominion. But but their number two and three guys, Southern Miss should have been able to handle, um, should have been able to handle. Of course, they won game three, just saying. Yeah, with game two, we hit the ball in the screws all game, just right at people. Coach Barry talked about that yesterday. Yeah, the biggest for me is... I, I just want to see him play with a little more passion. Um, I, I felt like some parts over the weekend it was a little, it was uninspiring in some sense, and then Sunday they show what they're made of. So take the attitude you had in Sunday's game and kind of apply it across the board. I still believe in this team. All right, Kelly, moving, uh, flipping the page to basketball. What you got? Well, Heath Hinton, part of the part of the Big Gold Nation subscription is to why people like. Um subscribing to Big Gold is because Heath has got his ear to the ground as to what's going on recruiting-wise. And we we made kind of light about how many basketball players from Southern Miss left to go into the transfer portal. And obviously those players have got to be replaced. Jay Ladner last couple of weeks announced uh, a couple of new players on board. And Heath, another youngster, says he is uh, headed to Southern Miss. Yeah, another Mercer uh, grad transfer, Felipe Haas. 6'9", 235-pound forward. Last season, he averaged uh, 14.8 points per game, right at six rebounds, three assists. Shot 48.2% from the floor, uh, good size, and adds much-needed scoring low because right now, besides Mormon, you don't have much except guy coming in from South Carolina State, but he hasn't played much. So really, he's kind of an unknown um, so that adds you some much needed depth uh down low. And they, you know, they got two or three more scholarships left. Uh you look at the production that left and the production coming in, they still got a ways to go to fill that. But if they get a couple of more guys who are good scorers, they can get you can get pretty close to that and you never know what may happen. And not only is the roster transitioning, but apparently there have been some changes now as far as Ladner's assistant coaches are concerned. What can you what can you tell us there, Heath? Well, there's nothing official out of Southern Miss, but um been told that there's a Juan Cardona is a uh, new assistant uh there at Southern Miss. 
and uh, he's coming. He was at Mercer at one time and then was at a prep school. When there's Nick Williams Northwest Community College, he's going to be in as an assistant and perhaps uh, maybe some more moves, so we'll see. But we do know that uh, Clarence Weatherspoon um, is not a member of the staff anymore, so we do know that. And uh, Anthony Winchester is not a member of the staff. He's actually at Kansas State now, so there you go. And Coach Ladner scheduled to be on this program next Tuesday, so he'll be able to tell us where we are there. Heath, when it comes to the transfer portal, is this going to be the the modus the modus operandi for all college teams, not just Southern Miss in the future? Don't get too attached to any one of these guys because at any moment they could leave. Is this going to be the be the, yeah. the future of college basketball as we know it? It's the future of college sports, really. You're going to have to recruit your players every year, especially in sports like basketball and maybe baseball where you don't have as many players on the team. You're going to have to recruit these guys every year and bring them back. Because if you say you're Southern Miss and you got a guy that's a sophomore and he averages 22, 23 points a game, eight rebounds, five assists, I guarantee you, there's going to be some schools out there looking at him. There's going to be some SEC and some other type of schools looking at him, and he's going to enter a transfer portal. He's going to see what's out there. And they're not breaking the rules, so really can you blame the kid for taking advantage of that if he's not breaking the rules? Absolutely not. If the rules are there, you know, that's what he's – that's his – you can't blame a kid for, for taking advantage of rules that are in place. We should make note, and uh, I'm not sure enough has been released today, but uh, a lot of stuff coming out yesterday from the NCAA and got to wade through it. There's some changes coming to name, image, likeness, and they actually may back-prosecute some. Now, the old, uh, who was it, the coach at UNLV, uh, Kelly, that said, uh, you know, you better get, you know, when the NCAA, you know, investigates, uh, you know, when these big schools like North Carolina, right. you know, East Tarkin, Tarkleton State or somebody <laughs> should, should watch out. But, well, but yeah, that's well, going to be coming out soon. And, uh, anyway, Heath, we're up against a hard break, man, so we got to let you go. But. But I appreciate you being on today, and we'll continue this conversation with name, image, and likeness. Have a great day, man. Appreciate it. You too, buddy. Thank you. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. We will step aside. Kelly, you got some more good stuff coming up on the Eagle Hour today. The, the strength of the NFL schedules. It hasn't been released who is playing where and on what date. But the NFL can tell you, based on last year's record, who has the toughest schedules, who have the easiest schedules. The actual schedules will be unveiled Thursday night. We'll finish Luke's discussion about image and likeness and then shift toward the NFL when the Eagle Hour continues in just a moment. Southern Miss to the top. On tomorrow's program, we'll be live at the Southern Bancor location in Midtown, where Southern Miss baseball coach Scott Berry will join us live. He'll have uh, some information and some uh, notes prior to the Ole Miss game tomorrow night. Then Thursday, track coach John Stewart will be joining us. They'll be in San Antonio getting ready for the uh, the conference 
Championship this weekend. Those are some shows still to come. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Everybody knows where 4th Street Bar and Grill is. It's where all Southern Miss fans pre-game or post-game, depending on what sport. It doesn't matter. Right down the road from Pete Taylor Park and in the shadow of the Rock M.M. Roberts Stadium across the Highway 49 Bridge, your place for, for the Blue Plate Lunch, Miss Louise and the crew always have plenty of great food for you, big portions, and lots of good Southern Miss talk at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Before we talk about the NFL strength of schedule, Luke, uh, so they're trying now to to get a hold of this image and likeness thing, which everybody thought that once that can of worms was opened, there was no telling where it was going to end up, but now they're trying, rightly or wrongly, and whether it'll work, they're trying to get at least a small handle on this. Tell us what's going on. Before we get to that, just remind our listeners what we're going to give away at the end of this mm. segment. Yes, I would certainly be remiss if I didn't tell you we have got some baseball tickets. We've got two tickets for the series this weekend against uh, UTSA. Two game, two tickets for Friday, two tickets for Saturday, two tickets for Sunday. And we're going to be asking for a certain number caller at the end of the segment. So get those dialing fingers ready to go. Good stuff. Yes, yeah, so we'll be giving away two tickets for the weekend for Southern Michigan's UTSA. All right. Um, name image likeness uh, was in some ways, you know, students deserve a cut of the pie, student athletes deserve a cut of the pie. Well, they've created it basically the Wild West because, Kelly, it, it's not like the NFL in the sense that there's no salary cap, there's no contracts. In some ways, it would be like the NFL if, uh, you know, somebody has a banner year and they can instantly go into free agency. So that, th- this is what they've created, and they've created a monster. So Ross Dellinger of SI.com um, with a with an article yesterday that the NCAA is basically stepping in to crack down on what they call the booster-led collectives, where it's where boosters give money into these collectives. Southern Miss has one, and it's basically like a name, image, and likeness, like, like bank account, where schools can have funds – so that in the recruiting process, they can offer you know name, image, likeness, and and what it, what it what a f- really early on was was you had this idea you know like a business in Hattiesburg could you know give and Frey Gore Jr. could be the face of it. What they're doing now is they're basically like offering these players money through these collectives. So you're actually buying players through the recruiting process, and so they're trying to crack down on it. So. What, what Dellinger reported yesterday is that the Division One Board of Directors adopted new name, image, likeness guidelines Monday, clarifying existing bylaws that prohibit boosters from being involved in recruiting. The guidance primary purpose is eliminating a booster's involvement in recruiting. Officials say boosters and booster-led collectives are using NIL disguised transactions to induce prospects to sign with their school or convince current players to remain on their school's roster. And before I uh, before I, I I cut Heath Hinton off on the last segment as we were going to the break, uh, I text Heath during the the break, and and what he said makes a lot of sense. They're just they're just limiting this to boosters, right? So so when will it, it the rabbit hole go even deeper that somebody will pay somebody that's not a booster in order to get the money to the kid? So, so you're not even you're not even dealing with the root of the problem. People are always going to find a way to cheat or to bend the rules. And Heath's solution, and I think it's great too. They just need to put a cap on what can be spent per school or per per athlete. And I heard 
I think I heard Michael Borky talking about this on Sports Talk Mississippi the other day. There, there should be a window that you can transfer. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a great idea. Like maybe three weeks, five weeks, six weeks, and you have to make the decision as soon as the, 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 the season is over, whether you're coming back or whether you're moving on. That would be a good start. The National Football League on Thursday night will unveil its exact schedule coming up for the fall. Few leagues, anybody can argue, do as good a marketing job as the National Football League of always keeping their product in the forefront of the news. Of course, the draft was a couple weeks ago. Well, now a couple weeks goes by. Now they're going to have these programs unveiling the schedule for coming up in the fall. They just really do a good job keeping the NFL product in the forefront. So the dates won't be released. We've known for a couple of months now who the opponents were for these different teams, but home and away games will be announced Thursday. What the NFL announced today was the overall strength of schedules. And we're going to break down the Saints here in just a second. But the toughest schedule in the AFC this fall belongs to the Cincinnati Bengals by virtue of them making it to the Super Bowl. They have the toughest schedule in the AFC, third overall. The Bengals' road games this year include road games. Now, they have to go to New England, to Tampa Bay, to Tennessee, to Pittsburgh, to Dallas, and to New Orleans. Hello. Tough schedule for the Bengals. Meanwhile, the Rams have the toughest schedule in the NFC and the toughest schedule overall, according to the National Football League. On the other end of the spectrum, the easiest schedules in the NFC, belong to two teams in the same division. The NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys have the easiest schedule coming up this fall, according to the NFL, followed very closely by the Washington Commanders, or Commodores, or... Commies. Yeah, whatever Bob is calling them now. The easiest schedule in the AFC which this should be noted because this team was on the cusp of doing some good things last year, and now having the easiest schedule, the Indianapolis Colts are projected to be a dark horse for the Super Bowl this year. So the Colts have the easiest schedule in the AFC. So where do the Saints fit in as far as toughest and easiest? The Saints, out of the 32 teams in the NFL, are tied for the seventh toughest schedule. The Saints and the Raiders are tied for seventh in overall strength of schedule. The teams that they will play this year had a winning percentage last year of nearly 53%. So that ties them for seventh. The Saints' home games this year, besides the obvious ones against the division rivals, will include, get this, Luke, I mean, I know sometimes you talk about getting season tickets, but here's, here's the Saints' home slate this year besides their regular division games. They have home tilts against the Rams, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Raiders. Pretty good home schedule for New Orleans Saint ticket holders. The Saints on the road besides their Division games will be at Philadelphia, at San Francisco, at Arizona, which the Cardinals have the second toughest overall schedule this year. The Saints will also play at Cleveland and at Pittsburgh. 
So again, the NFL will unveil its complete schedule, including dates and, and Monday night games and Thanksgiving Day games, Christmas games, all that, in special television coverage this coming Thursday night. But again, the Bengals, the toughest schedule in the AFC. The Rams, the toughest schedule in the NFC. The Saints tied for seventh. Your thoughts, Luke? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Saints, that's tough. You got the, uh, the NFC West and the AFC North. You got to go to Pittsburgh. You got to go to San Francisco. You get the Ravens at home, so you get Lamar Jackson in the dome. I think the one, I'm not sure if you mentioned it or not, they actually have a neutral side. I think, I'm not sure if they're going to be labeled the home team or not, but they actually play in, in London this year at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to play the, the Minnesota Vikings, which haven't been, you know, a powerhouse. Um, so the games that scare me are, are uh, depending on what Arizona does offensively, I think uh, depending on when that schedule lands, DeAndre Hopkins is out for, for six games. Um, and, and so that'll depend on, you know, when, when that one is. Uh, I'm not scared of the Browns, but at Cleveland could be a trap game. Uh, wonder what Kenny Pickett does. Does he start immediately at Pittsburgh? Do the Saints get them early on? When do they play the 49ers? Is Garoppolo hurt or not <laughs> that week? And then, I mean, Am, am I crazy to think that Philadelphia might be sneaky good this year? No, I, I don't think I don't. I think that's certainly reasonable. Uh, and again, you know, Tampa, depending on who you talk to, uh, most most prognosticators think that the Buccaneers are the favorite to win the NFC South this year. Although I'll take my chances with the Saints. Did you see what your boy Tom Brady signed? Uh, or they announced regarding him earlier today? I have no comment about Tom Brady. Whenever Tom <laughs> Brady finishes playing. Uh, Fox Sports has already signed him uh, by default to be one of their their big analysts. So that could whenever be ten you years, get done, Tom, that could be ten years from now. So inflation—that's uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, his offer was ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million. He yawned at it, right? As if he needs any. And now remember, his wife is making just about as much money. Just a hobby, you know. Uh, but ha- the federal government's getting half of that money anyway. I don't care. How, how you stack You take up. the other half, though. I, I would tell... Oh, gosh. I, not from him. I don't want his money. I'll take anybody else's Dirty. money. But yeah, I don't want if, his if money. If Tom Brady walked up and said, Kelly Sander, here's a million dollars, you wouldn't take it? I'd take something else that he has, but I, but I wouldn't... Take, take, take the money. I wouldn't take the Donate money. it to my nonprofit. Get the write-off. We'll use it in India. Sounds good. That's Sounds good, Luke. They can use it in India. We've got some Absolutely. final thoughts on the Eagle Hour. After the, we'll burn this last time out and be back in a moment. To the top. Yeah, we forgot. We all forgot. We were supposed to tell you which caller we wanted at the end of that segment, but Bob's out this week. Uh, he took all of our, our brains with him, I guess. So what we're going to do right now is this fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the UTSA series this weekend. Kelly, we are looking for lucky caller number four. 
And what we're going to do to show you how live radio works, we're going to open up Michael Mergens' uh, microphone. He's the producer, the guy on the board. Yep. And so, and I see the light, the light, the switchboard. We switch haven't even given out the number. I think some people already have it saved. What's Six, the number? Yeah. 264-8910. Yeah, 601. 264-8910. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, so we're going to leave Michael's mic open so you kind of see how this works. Super talk. Your caller one. Try again. See, they hung up as soon as I answered. Yeah. Wait for it to flash. These are all the people that... Uh, Kelly knows. 601-264-8910. Yeah, that never happens in radio. Pair of tickets to UTSA. Well, see, the fast fingers, they always want to be the first one, right? But we're looking for the... 601-264-8910. Oh, it went to... 8910. We'll we'll wait. Went to voicemail. If if they blow you up, uh, Michael, just let us know. So, pair of tickets to UTSA, 601-264-8910. Ten. Yeah, two tickets for Friday, two tickets for Saturday, two tickets for Sunday afternoon. And tomorrow, again, we're going to be at Midtown uh, at the Southern Bank Corps Bank. Actually, they're in the Studio Midtown sponsor. location. Yeah. Yeah, so swing by. Say hey to us. Uh, we, we didn't mention this yesterday. Softball. Go ahead. Wraps up. Super talk. Whoa. Well, it keeps <laughs> going to voicemail. There we go. Uh-oh. Our this studios aren't really set up for this. Great live radio. <laughs> Radio, it's Just red hot. Let us let us know when you got somebody. We'll put them on real quick. Softball wraps up uh, th- their season over the weekend. Uh, they got swept by La Tech. Coach Brian Levan in his third year. Lady Eagles finished 29-23, 9-15 in conference. Had some good wins throughout the season. Knocked off number four, Florida, of course, beat Mississippi State. Um, but just really uh, had to rely on, on just a few pitchers and, and kind of struggle down the stretch. We salute those Lady Eagles who will be moving on. And, of course, uh, man, just a few of them. Phenomenal Golden Eagle careers um, down the stretch. We saw history be broken, of course, uh, with Tata Davis and Destiny Brown, those young ladies. Uh, so salute softball, and, and we may be able to talk to a few of those players um, down the road. All right, um, Kelly, we'll, we're going to be talking about it tomorrow. Obviously, uh, I'm going to go back with, with you because I don't think I really gave my opinion when I asked you this. I think every game right now matters more to Southern Miss than who they're playing, simply because of what's on the line. Coach Barry did talk yesterday. He mentioned the fact that all their goals are still out in front of them. Uh, with the Conference USA tournament. Hey, I think actually yep. we have a ticket winner, don't we? We do Michael? have hey. a ticket winner. Who's this? So this is, my name is Janet. So, Janet, you don't have a last name because the IRS is after you? Is that the deal here? <laughs> well, you know me. I'm Janet Lovett. The Janet Lovett. Yes. <laughs> Am I the right caller? You are. How about oh. that? Wow. Well, so are, are you something? That's something for my husband to do this weekend. Yes, Philip Lovett, of course. Uh, now, so I, you know her? Okay, we have to disqualify you then. <laughs> no, we don't, Janet. No, no, no actually, actually, Michael, her husband Philip is in. Tell her, the band, Michael's a musician, Janet. What's what's the band that Philip is in? He's in he, Maidwood. He's in Maidwood. Made yeah, with street okay. music. Uh-huh. Very familiar with them. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, you've won a pair of tickets to watch Southern Miss uh, take on UTSA, two for Friday's game, two for Saturday's game, two for Sunday's game. And wow. uh, we will, uh, when when we get off uh, with you, we will be in touch. Uh, Michael okay. will, will let you know how you can get your tickets. But yep. we really appreciate you listening to the Eagle Hour. I always try to. And, Janet, you tell Ann Caroline I said hello. I will do that. Thank you. Okay. Thank stay you. on the line, Janet. Stay on the line. Okay. Now, you were talking uh, about uh, the importance of 
whether it's who Southern is playing or yeah, well, it, it's right now the, where you are. You are you have everything in front of you. All the goals can be achieved, as Coach said. You win the conference. Uh, you can win the tournament. You can win the regular season. But dude, you want to host, man. Well, sure. And, and you don't want to be the sixteen. You, I, I saw some projections yesterday. You know, maybe at us at fifteen. Oh, if we were the fifteen, that would like Texas would be our two seed, the preseason number one. So yeah, I, I, I kind of want to win like all of these and get maybe like a twelve or a thirteen. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, but you know, look, I this team is different. This Southern Miss team is different. I just don't. They just don't seem to be bothered by too much of anything. I don't think that, um, and that's why I think that game Sunday we talked about earlier, the way they came back and won it was so important. Um, but they just, up to this point, they have just been unflappable. And I don't think it has mattered who they've played because there really hasn't been a lot of uh, weak sisters in the whole schedule. So that has helped them develop a mental and physical toughness. Yeah. And whether it's Tennessee or whether it's Texas, I just don't think this particular Eagle team cares a whole lot. I don't, I don't think they're intimidated by anybody, I, I and I don't can. think they should. I think anybody we play this year, if we play our game, we will be in the game at the at the end, no doubt. Yeah, All right, I we're going to be at, at Southern Bank Court tomorrow in Midtown in Hattiesburg. Come see us. Hey, we will be giving out a few more sets of tickets to the UTSA series throughout the week, so always be sure to listen. Come see us tomorrow, and uh, we'll be live on remote. Appreciate Michael producing for us today for Luke and Kelly. We'll catch you tomorrow, and as always, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.